I like I like to talk about overcoming anxiety. This is the title of my message today. How many here are anxious? <laughs> Consider themselves to be anxious people. Are you an anxious person? Do you want to learn a little bit more about this and how to overcome it? Amen. I'd like you to open then in Philippians verse 4. Uh, it's our chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. We'd like to read together there. Amen. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'd like you to bow your, bow your heads and let's pray. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray for an atmosphere of glory, of transformation and healing in this place. Holy Spirit of God, have freedom. Be free now to move in our hearts. We pray for the revelation of your word and the understanding in our spirit, O oh Lord. We declare your power, your existence. We declare that you're the only God and there is no one else besides you, Jesus. We glorify your holy name, Father, in this place. Receive all the honor, all the glory, Father, and all the praise in, the, in this place, Jesus. Let your name be above all names. And we pray that every uh, moving in the in of hell, any action of hell, be broken in this place in the name of Jesus. Let, let every spirit that brings distraction, any uh, evil influence in the name of Jesus is rebuked now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you may take our minds captive in obedience to Christ in this afternoon in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. I like to talk uh, to remind everybody that Pastor Marshall has been preaching about uh, a series of messages about the transformation of the mind. And it's transformed mind, tra transformed life. Amen. And I would like to just reflect a little bit today about our past. 
You know, at the time, let's go back to the time where each, each and every one of us came to the Lord. So when I look at my own life, you know, I, I take this responsibility upon myself. Because it's an understanding that at that time, our life was completely deformed. I don't know how your life was, but mine was completely destroyed. So our mind was completely was a slave of sin. You know, with various religions, philosophies, and traditions that we got from our parents. So we had this mind that was completely, uh, completely focused and completely full of everything that we saw every day. But look at what we see every day. It's natural disasters. This is in TV and, and the news. It's pain, losses, suffering. And a lot of hatred in people's hearts. And they can't see themselves set free from this hatred. And we're full, at that point, we're full of bad habits. And we have a lot of bad thoughts. And we don't have any control, no discipline. It's, it's, it's a character that is uh, a trait that is completely deformed. A life that is dirty and immoral. And as a consequence of all of this, the fear starts to come inside of us and it takes control. And anxiety and worry starts to speak a lot, uh, speak a lot louder in our lives. You know, and we start to uh, we start to listen to those lies, and and we became we become um, what's it called? Uh, anyway, we become very anxious, and we start to tell ourselves lies to justify our behavior. And we see that it becomes as a, a fight for survival. And we see that the, the greed and the attachment to material things is ever increasing in people's life. And this avarice has become, uh, has been taken, taken toll on people's hearts. And all of this adds to anxiousness and makes us anxious. And it's this desire to have more and more and more. And the problem is that this kind of behavior, this kind of sentiment, doesn't allow us to be generous and to be people that share. So if, and if we want to have an abundant life, how many here want an abundant life for themselves? So then we need to allow ourselves to go through God's treatment. It's a spiritual treatment. And I call this a true spiritual treatment from God in our minds. Amen. 
Amen? Are you willing to allow this? And this spiritual therapy, it begins in the mind. It begins with the renewal of the mind. And it's through the word of God. It's through prayer, fasting and worship. So this is a therapy that you need to do and, and put into practice every single day. And if we don't allow or subject ourselves to God's therapy, we will be peop a people that is deficient spiritually. You know, and then outwardly you might look at someone and they look, they look okay. But inwardly there is a, a spiritual deficiency and this person is limited. They can't grow and develop spiritually. And without the spiritual therapy from God, we're going to have a deficient faith. It's like one day, today we might believe in, in the sacrifice of Jesus and everything that is in his word, and then the next day we're having doubts. Like today you might believe everything is possible for him who believes, but tomorrow you, you've lost it. And then you begin, even in the church, to have an immoral uh, character, a deficient character. No, a love that is deficient towards you know, your partner at home, your husband or your wife, or even with the brothers and sisters here in church. And because of these bad habits, we live a life of a lot of uh, fear. A lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry inside of us. And what we, we see the most out there is that there's a lot of people without discipline, without you know, balance in their lives. And there, isn't a, there is a lack of uh, emotional balance inside of people today. Yeah, and without this balance, we won't be able to actually serve the Lord with our gifts and talents. Or even to fulfill God's plan and purpose in our lives. Now think about what God has planned for you, what God has for you. Because without this a spiritual balance and this emotional balance, we can actually throw away everything that God has for our lives. And this is obviously talking about our calling in the church and in, 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 your, in your own life that God has called you to do and even with, with your gifts, your spiritual gifts. And obviously you will lack balance in your emotional life, your spiritual life, your, your marriage, in your relationships with people. It's always, you know, oscillating. So what we always need to keep in mind is that the principle is that a transformed mind means a life that is transformed. Amen. Amen. Amen.
How many can understand? Amen. So worry is a, 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 a synonym for anxiety and leads us to preoccupy our minds with things that need to be solved before or ahead of time. It's that will to just get everything out of the way in your own time. Worry is basically you putting this problem in your head before it's ever a problem. And the problem is, a lot of the times we get sick from doing this. We, we become stressed, we become angry, and difficult to deal with because of anxiety. And we start to worry about things that actually we can't solve. <laughs> Not in our power to solve. And we can see this when we talk to certain people. We notice this anxiety in their hearts. And if you are someone with uh, a spiritual maturity that's a little bit higher, and they start, and this person will come to you and they will start speaking to you and they continue to repeat what they're saying, and it's the one topic, they don't move on. And there are people that you might meet them on a Sunday, they speak to you, and then the next day they send you a text and it's still the same topic. And for her, uh, for them, it's, it's as if everything is, is happy. Everything is normal in their life. However, everybody can see, but she can't see, that person can't see the anxiety in their lives. So anxiety is, is a, a state of the mind where somebody is anxious or worried. And the person has this kind of fear of the future. You know, they're, they're, they're fearful and they can't, you know, live in the peace of God. And there are people that they can't hide their anxiety. It just comes out. You know, and some people, they kind of wear this in, the, in their face. You know, you can see just by looking at them that they're worried, they're anxious, they're fearful. While others have a like kind of a, a, a defense mechanism and they, they laugh a lot and they joke a lot. But inside, you don't have that peace of God. Amen? And anxiety belongs to the family of fear. And it, it, it affects us to such a degree that you might start to get headaches. You start to get uh, muscle aches. You start to feel, you know, sick and you start to feel these, these uh, physical symptoms of, of nervousness. And this is why some people can't hide it because it affects their, their physical body. You know, and because they're physical symptoms, of course, we can, we can obviously see them. 
But this all the problem, the, the anxiety originates in a mind that hasn't been transformed or fully transformed by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Therefore, God's spiritual uh, therapy will re rehabilitate us for to in order for us to have balance in the deficient areas. Amen. Yeah. I'll repeat that once again. So, the God's uh, spiritual therapy will rehabilitate us so that we can have balance in, in the areas that are deficient. But you need to first acknowledge that you need this treatment. You need to declare that you you know you have an issue, you are you are you have a deficiency, and that you for you in order for you to begin this treatment. You know, and if we can't recognize that we have a, we have an issue and we are over worried, we are too anxious, then we can't put this in front of God, and therefore we can't begin the spiritual treatment. But what, what makes us win over anxiety then? Good question, isn't it? And many people want to overcome anxiety. Many people have noticed this in themselves. Uh, but the word of God, it teaches us that we need to, f you know, fill our minds with something else. <laughs> is to fill our mind with the word of God, fill our mind with the things of God, with praise and worship. Let's read once again the same verse that Pastor Marcia has been reading in his, in his messages. And if you don't have this verse, you know, saved in your mind, You need to take this verse and you need to write it down and put it before you. Put it in a place that you can see it every day. So then whenever you feel that your heart is full, it's, oh, it's overwhelmed with anxiety. With thoughts that are destructive. You need to run to Philippians 4.8. And you need to fill your mind. And Paul says in Philippians, he says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and poor and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4 8. What are the, the consequences of excessive anxiety? The problem itself, uh, you know, is, isn't anxiety, but it's that excess. It's that it's lack of control. It's when, it's when you, lose <laughs> you lose your control over your worry. You're always worried. 
And we need to understand something. We can't assume that every form of anxiety is negative. You know, a certain level of anxiety is actually a normal reaction, you know, when you have so many challenges to face. You know, and it, it needs to be, uh, at a certain level, it needs to be normal because every day you have challenges. Every day you need to sort something out. Whether that's work, whether that's family, whether it be in the church, whether it be in your professional life, whether it be you're moving from one place to the other, we are going to have these challenges every single day. But what we need to realize is that anxiety is, is a sign, is a, is a warning sign. And it's only there to sh tell us that there is a danger and it's right around the corner. If you want to think about it, it's like a sensor in your, in your mind that says, oh, you need to worry about this. You need to make sure this is done. <laughs> so this sentiment needs to be used for something good in your life. Keep you awake. <laughs> And it gives you the it gives you the abilities to prepare yourself for true problems you're gonna have to face. Uh, because that is that is the reality of, 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 of our lives. There's always gonna be true fights and true battles we have to go through, and that is why we feel in this way. It might be a pain or uh, or a sickness that you have to go through. It might be a, a loss of work, of employment. It might be a death in the family. But you constantly have to be dealing with something in your life, something that is true and something that is there, that is real. But whenever we talk about excessive anxiety or too much of it, We start to, s to f it's anxiety in a generalized way, basically. It's too much worry, too excessive worry. How many can understand? For example, apprehension, fear or nausea, or this. You know, it's it's like you you fear that something's gonna happen. It's like a, you think you have a sixth sense. <laughs> you start to feel like harmful reactions to something that hasn't happened. And and these reactions they can be physical, they can be spiritual, and they can be emotional. But they're gonna be harmful to your life. And the first reaction I want to talk about is the physical reaction. And I believe it's the most, uh, the one people suffer with the most. And that is why Jesus, he taught us about these physical reactions. Because Jesus never sinned and he doesn't, he never 
you know, had any of these reactions in his body. Amen. So the first physical reaction, you know, excessive or uncontrolled anxiety can lead to ulcers in your body. You know, constant headaches or migraines. It's like your head is going to explode. Allergies, muscle aches. Insomnia or unexplainable fatigue. You're, it's like you're always tired. You're always under, it's like you're carrying the weight of the world. Or it could be the shortness of breath or chest pain, dizziness. So I'd like to ask you this. Can you identify any of these symptoms in your life? Have you gone through something like this in the past? Or are you going through? Maybe you might think it's something else that's happening. But it's probably excessive anxiety. <laughs> And if these things are, are you know, transitory or temporary, they cause little harm if it's quick. It comes and goes. But if a person is living in a constant state of excessive anxiety, then the problem isn't you actually having anxiety. The problem is you living with anxiety every single day, day and night. Some people can't even sleep. Or they sleep little. Because they have too much worry, too much anxiety in their heads. Amen? How many can understand? So the body can suffer from uh, psychosomatic diseases. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> you know, and these are diseases that have uh, that originate with emotion, but diseases in the body that originate with emotions. And you see that this, you see that people that have a lot of depression, people that have a lot of emotional issues, they suffer from this. And because of this anxiety, this excessive anxiety that they've been carrying, they start suffering from these things as well. Amen. The second emotional reaction is the, sorry, the second is the emotional reactions. And this is, uh, yeah, inquietude, okay. It's someone who's very agitated. We can see that there are people that they can't stand still. They, they always like to be busy, doing one thing or another. And we can't see that this person can't even stand still, even to concentrate on a little thing. So insomnia, dif difficulty concentrating. Então, fugir da de, de álcool, 
And a lot of people, they run away from anxiety through drinking alcohol, for example. No, you have your addictions, you know, drugs, uh, drinking, alcohol, or even excessive eating. Like, I have to eat something. And all of this can lead to another issue, which is obesity, which is difficult to treat later. But it's really what Pastor Marcia has been preaching in these four weeks. If you haven't gone through a transformation in the mind, this will always, these things will always come to your, to your head. It's like, I, all, I need to do something to remove this worry from my mind. I need to eat something. I need to eat a chocolate. I don't know who invented chocolate. I don't know if it was the Brazilians, because the, the, the coca beans is over there. <laughs> <laughs> but then people don't like dark chocolate have you ever seen that sometimes I take a little bit of dark chocolate for me to eat at work and I offer to the to the people there at work well, chocolate, yes, I want. Give me a little bit. <laughs> and when they see that it's dark chocolate, no, I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes, people are addicted to the sugar. So addictions. And the third reaction is the spiritual reaction. Amen. And the healthy anxiety it can help, it can motivate us to seek help from God. Especially in situations that we know that we can't solve, we can't control, we know. And it's healthy in the sense that we are motivated to go to God, to seek Him. But excessive anxiety or sinful anxiety it can actually drive us away from God in the moment that we need Him the most. Because it's so excessive, it's so worrying, it's so much that you don't, you start to believe that God can take you away from the situation. And you forget that there is divine power that can come over your life and transform you. So people that are always very anxious, frequently they don't have time to pray. They can't focus on reading the Bible. They can't even focus to read a book. There's a friend of mine, I'm not going to say who it is. But he says, I've never been able to read a book. He starts to read it. And then he forgets what he had read. And then he begins at the, starts again at the beginning. <laughs> so 
So a person that can't concentrate in the things of God. And these people, some people become very bitter because of these symptoms. Or they feel that God is taking too long to answer them in their needs. It's like God isn't answering them, isn't bringing the solution that you need in, in the moment that you, that you think you need it. Amen? There's no one like this here, right? <laughs> no. There's no other churches. <laughs> But from a biblical point of view, excessive anxiety is a sin. Because anxiety is opposed to faith. Because faith produces trust in God and what God has said. While anxiety produces fear. Produces, you know, a separation from God. I don't know if Adam was anxious. I think he was when he sinned. <laughs> But he says, he says to God, I was fearful. And what did fear do? Took Adam away from God. It didn't take God from away from Adam. Because it, it is our sins that separates us from our God. It's not God saying bye. That is why the logic is get closer to God and He will get closer to you. Because whenever you take a step towards God, God then takes a step towards you. Whenever you take the step, a step backwards, you know, moving away from God, God doesn't give another step back. He's there waiting for you to come back. Amen. So anxiety is the result of you being separated from God. So instead of us recognizing that God is all powerful, He's, He's sovereign, we, we, we feel like we need to carry our problems by ourselves. You know, and this is, it could be the daily happenings of life. And the worst of all, we start to think that we can. We have the ability to carry everything. We're strong enough. Or we think we have the ability to solve pro all problems without God's help. <laughs> Maybe God, He wants to help you by putting people beside you. But you can't trust people that are around you. And this fear and this anxiety strays you from God. The anxiety in your heart takes you away from this place of trust in God. This place of trust and this certainty that He loves us and takes care of us. Amen? Proverbs 12, 25. It says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. 
but a good work, word makes it glad. So we see here that the beginning of, of depression, according to the Bible, is this anxiety. So today, if you're going through a period of anxiety, you need to be set free today. <laughs> Because it will be the cause of the depression in the future that you're going to go through. Amen? It's what the Bible is saying. And let's see the Bible and the anxiety. For example, there are 365 passages in the Bible that tells us, do not fear. <laughs> so these, these are passages in the Bible that tells us not to fear. Do not fear. So now let's look at how Jesus dealt with the subject. So Jesus spoke about anxiety as well. And he, he, tr he worked, um, he treated these excessive worries in a way that was clear and consistent. He was very clear. Then you need to be very clear. So you need to, it needs to be understood. Okay. And if you can't recognize that you, or understand that you are sick, that you have an issue, then you don't need to go to the doctor. And this sickness keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So if you can't consider that anxiety can bring you to the place of depression, then you're today you're not going to look for healing. So let's look at Jesus. So Jesus, he taught his disciples a new lifestyle. So if you look at Matthew 6, 25 to 34, and you will see what Jesus taught his disciples. Let's read only verse 25 there. It says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So Jesus, he, he gives us direction. He says, don't be anxious about the things that you need in life. Don't be anxious about those basic needs that you, he knows you need. <laughs> Because the first thing that comes to our mind is what we're going to eat tomorrow. What are we going to wear? And this worry takes, takes over our heart. So to know, to have certainty on what you're going to eat You know, how you're going to dress, or even with uh, the things that are going to happen in the future, how you're going to be in a week's time. We need to understand that we have a celestial father that takes care of us. 
He knows our needs. And He's, and he's powerful. He provides for our needs. See, if we look at Philippians 4, 19, Paul says the following, My God, now according to his, his glory and riches, He will supply each and every one of your needs. It's each and every one of your needs. We need to understand that God, He is in control. He's looking at each and every one of our needs. Because He knows what we need even before we ask. Amen? Anxiety, unfortunately, doesn't bring material provision. And this is why Jesus he says, trust in me. <laughs> and this is why he tells us, you know, look, look to the birds in the skies. So he says, look to the, to the flowers in the field. So if God is taking care of nature, he's going to, so much more, he's going to look at your life, he's going to uh, supply your needs. Because he treats us as children. Which is what we really are. Amen? Glory to God. Second point. Jesus, he teaches us to trust our life to him. And trust our life to him. Matthew 6, 27. And he says, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So what Jesus is saying that your anxiety or your worry has no power to solve any of your issues. <laughs> and we can see that there are many people that they are worried and they're by themselves and they're worried and they're anxious. And they're anxious for their children. And they're anxious for everybody else. And they're, and they're fearful that something bad could happen to that person. There, there, there are people that, are the, and they become overprotective. They don't let their children go anywhere. And they, they, they assume this place of God and they want to be the protective one. They, they don't want to trust in God. And they think that they can do the thing that only God can do. <laughs> so God is taking care of our personal life. God is taking care of our children. God is taking care of every area of your life. The Bible says that life does not belong to us, but to, to God. So we need to learn to live, you know, enjoying this life that God gave us every single day. Enjoying this relationship with each other that God has given us, this time that we have together. There are people that people... There are people that have difficulty in relating with people and having a relationship. 
And other people struggle in the sense that they, they only speak about themselves. And you can't enjoy these nice relationships. Amen? If so if you look at Psalms 139.16, you said, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days of ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So all the days. All the days. God is taking care of us. Amen. Third point. Jesus teaches us to trust our future in his hands. To entrust our future in his hands. Like we know that we are going to go through troubles. <laughs> and maybe a lot of troubles in the future. So you can be sure of that. <laughs> But look what Jesus tells us. Mateus 3, 34. And if we look at Matthew 6, 34, it says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen? Amen? Glory to the name of Jesus. So if we surrender our past and our future in Jesus' hands, we, you can be sure that your future will be looked after. Amen? Amen? In Hebrews 13:5 it says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. So what Jesus is calling us here to is a new life with him. A life that is not guided by anxiety. But by faith in what he has said. In, what, in his word. That is why in Matthew 10, 30 says, But the, every, the very hair of your head are all numbered. And that is why he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen? Amen? And here is where I want to finish. How do we overcome anxiety? So Jesus, he invites us, he, he teaches us to live a life that is completely dependent on God. And he says in 1 Peter 5, 7, says, Cast all your anxiety on him, him being God, because he cares for you. Amen? Because a lot of the times we want to throw our anxieties to other people. But if we have anxiety, the Bible instructs us to go to his presence, throw this at him, pray, and 
you know, worship him in these things. But it's different. It's not for you to go and say, God, this is your fault. <laughs> it's, it's not to go there and accuse God of anything. It's not, it's not to say that I'm living in this way because God isn't taking care of me. God is not looking at me. That's not the same as casting your anxiety towards God. Okay? Amen? But it's you to go into the presence of God and reassuring that God is in control of your life. It's surrendering to Him. The worry. Say, God, this is with you. Amen. And it's to surrender your fear, your troubles. Troubles that will come by, that you will come by in the future. And this, this small uh, process will, will set you free from all anxiety. And will will keep you free, you know, to actually worry about the things that you have on the day, your true problems. Whether it may be these problems may be yours or belonging to other people that fall under you. Amen. Let's read once again. Do not be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. So what needs to be kept is our hearts and our minds. Second thing you need. Second thing you need to do: rebuke all a uh, flaming arrow of, of the devil against your life, against your work, your family, and your church. The third thing you should be practicing: praise God for His love and His presence in your life. Sing, praise, adore Him. Because the Bible says that God, he, he dwells in the midst of worship. Fourth point. Walk in accordance with the word of God. The big task of Christian is to do what the Bible says. It's not only to listen, not only to hear, but it's to practice the things that the Bible tells us to practice. No, and to reduce your levels of anxiety, this involves you being obedient to what the Word of God is saying. Even though you might go through troubles, even though you might go through pain. And he says, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. Okay, my Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. So once again I ask you, are you a person that suffers with excessive anxiety? So how are you going to solve the situation? 
Amen. I'd like to invite you to stand up. I'd like for us to have a time now of reflection, of prayer. That you might that you might think a little bit in this moment, reflect. What are the situations in your life? What are the the, the what, what happening? What things are happening that has been leaving you anxious? You know, allow God right now to to really search your heart right now. With your eyes closed, please, if you can. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart right now. Because at times we have allowed that excessive worry, excessive anxiety co come to come in and steal our peace. That th this has come in and has stolen our trust in God. So ask the Holy Spirit right now to help you in this task. You won't be able to, to overcome it by yourself. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, He helps us in our weaknesses. So speak to Him now in prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as your child. That was bought by the blood of Jesus. That the, and I want to declare right now my dependence on you. Tell him I recognize my great need, the great need that I have of you. Because only you, only God, will know our thoughts, know the intentions in our hearts. God, he knows all the circumstances that are in our lives. From the beginning to the end, ask for his help. The Lord, he knows us and he understands our needs. Say, ask him, Lord, increase my faith. Help me obey your word and not to fear anything. Oh Lord, we humble ourselves before you. Father, we make the choice to trust in you and trust in your capabilities. Father, the capability that you have of keeping us, of protecting us and keeping our future. Father, we believe that you will come and you will supply for all of our needs in accordance, in accordance of your Of all, with all your glorious riches in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus glory be to your name O oh Lord glory be to your name